So you've reached the age of zero energy, zero sex drive, and zero weight loss, and you wake up every morning with aches and pains. You're not alone. There is help with Nava Health. Nava Health's technology-driven approach goes beyond symptoms to find the root cause. Nava medical experts will create a customized plan to help you feel your best at every age. Visit navacenter.com forward slash POD to learn more or call 855-680-6282 today. Don't put off feeling as good as you can. Call 855-680-6282. Results may vary. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. In a world where lines of fact and fiction are blurred. The real mysteries of humanity are still based in ancient superstitions and fears of the unknown. Universal Secrets. Universal Secrets. A show that delves into the unexplained, unbelievable, and the fantastic and presents them here for you tonight. Please welcome your hosts for Universal Secrets, Tiffany Mack and Kevin Hale. Universal Secrets live from Louisville, Kentucky. Louisville, Louisville, Kentucky. Tiffany, real quick, here in Louisville, a little heavy, a lot of stuff going down. I got to go on and get this out. Tiffany, are you with us? Hello, hello. She, she froze. I think she froze. She's froze. Or she's dropped. She'll be right. back. Well, Bill, she'll, she'll be back. All right. Yeah, Bill, uh, you know, hey, welcome to your, your hanging out with us tonight. Uh, I'll tell you what, I'm going to forget about Lowell because Lowell's going to get into a little would be a little political, but we're here uh, in Louisville, uh, Tiffany and I, and um, but we're here doing Universal Secrets. Tonight, we are going to dive into the world of alien abductees, experiencers, talk about a uh, hybridization, hybridization program, project, that supposedly is um, government-affiliated. Stay tuned for some some heavy stuff. Now, Tiffany and I actually had a guest. We had two guests lined up, uh, one for each hour. The first guest uh, had to bow out. So Tiffany and I were wanting to still maintain uh, the theme for tonight. Um, so we were like, who could we get to fill in the first hour, Bill? Mm-hmm. And we both, and this is over text, and both at the same time, and it was kind of a jinx, wonder twin power kind of thing. We, I said Tiffany, and she said, how about me? And I'm like, there we go. Let's let's talk. And she and then the fact that she'll put herself out here uh, for the conversation. So hopefully she'll get back. Wasn't she supposed to also be featured in that documentary, Extraordinary: The Seating? Yeah, where the the Extraordinary: The Seating is was a documentary that was at, came out. I want to say in 2019. Uh, so yeah, she was slated to be part of that. You know, there they go. I'm the, back. The freaking the, aliens. Aliens, <laughs> government. You always know. They know here that I don't get pounced because I'm a nobody. You know. 
I'm like nobody. Come on. Stay. Yeah. yeah. You say that, but wait till we start talking about. Then you're going to be somebody. So what we were saying, Tiffany, you, you know, Bill brought up about the extraordinary, the seating, that documentary. Um, The second hour. I get to do this where we at. So on our brand during the second hour. Sierra Nabalina will be parts of, uh, will come on the show. She was a, one of the featured uh, experiencers on that documentary, Tiffany. And um, <laughs> she froze it again. Oh, wow. I'm telling you, This man. is bizarre. This is bizarre. <laughs> she is frozen and again. And it's, it's her night. This is her night to discuss I know. her experiences. I, I wonder if I would have said I was the featured guest, would it be happening to me? All right, so I don't know. We're gonna have. We're gonna try to make this happen. If not, you know, you're gonna be talking about your experiences. Oh wow! I I really don't have any. So we gotta figure Tiffany out. But you know, this is not unusual because Tiffany, uh, we've done podcasts together. We, you know, paranormal stuff in the past. And I swear, I mean, I'm we're sitting. We'll be doing a show, and an orb will fly by throughout the night. A couple of them. And it's just that that energy she has. I 100% believe Tiffany believes she is experiencing stuff. Totally believe it. Um, and once we can hopefully get into this, and we'll let's see what the audience thinks. People can chime in. Uh, people on YouTube, Facebook, Periscope. I think we're on Periscope. Yes, um, we are. Thanks for joining us, hanging out with us. Questions, comments, send them. This is meant for it's, it's information, it's entertainment. Let's have some fun. Yeah, Tiffany's fun. I don't know what's going on. I'm sure she'll get back here, but I have to say that you guys did a a live uh, Facebook video from. I think it was um, contacting the compound. Com- yeah, and during that broadcast, it was like I don't know how much in it was maybe two hours in approximately. You guys were interviewing uh, two individuals, and all of a sudden, you heard an odd sound. I don't know what type of animal yeah. could create that sound, but you both look at the same time, and you're like, yeah. okay. WTF moment. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. Uh, there's her, that energy. I don't know. Cryptids, I don't know if say if it's her, but uh, it's not. She doesn't leave a, live a boring life when it comes to the whole paranormal thing. And hopefully we'll hear a lot more about that in depth tonight if she can get back. Um, But as far as folks having experiences, I never discount um, because myself, I've had a couple of things happen in my life and not just as far as um, UFOs, but I don't really like using that term UAP, but um, also paranormal in nature. So I am, I'm not a skeptic necessarily, but I question everything because you should question everything. But at the same time, when you have an experience and you can't explain it away, you would really be a hypocrite if you didn't hear what other people had to discuss as far as what they're experiencing and just shoo it away. Meanwhile, you know, you have your own and it may sound outlandish. So you have to take everything in and absorb it. But with that, Kevin, it's also about body language. Mm-hmm. how the person is coming across you can see pretty much if you can get that opinion of authenticity when right. they're having a discussion but th- there's a lot of people out there claiming to have all kinds of experiences uh, Kevin who's to say I mean I, I, I've, I know some of those people 
and Erica, her Tiffany's cousins on the thread. And she's right. Uh, t- she ma- maintains that Tiffany has her story has not changed. And I remember meeting when I met Tiffany in 2016, probably spring, early summer. I was online by chance just because of you know, our mutual paranormal people. And we got to talk and, you know, that that was what I found later that I appreciated with Tiffany. That was one not one of the first things she like threw at me. I'm an experiencer. Right. I've had all these things. And I think that's obviously she she needed to trust me. Mm-hmm. And it got to the point where she was comfortable and sharing the conversation. That's the key. That's the key, because it takes a lot for someone to come forward. Uh, And as you know, that we spoke about this before the show actually began, is that I think she's courageous. Um, Mm -hmm. She's brave to do this because it is not easy for someone to come out um, and speak about their personal experiences, especially when you have to consider how it affects their family or how it affected their family. Mm -hmm. Um, She she touched on that at the end of 2016, we were doing... um, kind of a one-off of my shooting from the lip podcast where we, it was the KTN earthly show. And, you know, we were talking all the paranormal stuff and she had to step away from that. And she was going through some personal stuff, uh, her, the marriage thing and her divorce and that she's made public. So I'm not saying anything that she wouldn't want me to say, but you know, out of do all respect and care and love that I have her. I'm like, of course, I mean, you gotta do what you gotta do. I got your back. And, you know, we'll, we'll eventually circle, back together and you know we have and um i love her to death i mean she's she's like a little sister to me and uh i when i listen to her talk or share those stories again i believe that she believes and um i don't think you know she doesn't have an agenda <laughs> she's i don't know what where are you <laughs> are, are you on the roof tiffany pretty much i hate this shit we just got our sorry we just got our <laughs> internet adjusted to 5g and the ip address changed of course and now i can't get it to switch on to the computer downstairs so uh apparently even though it worked today it's not working well you're on your phone right i am okay i know how cheesy that is video's good but i would suggest find a place to you know close for a connection I'm Lock down here. by it. How's that? Okay, very cool, very. Oh, she looks like she's back in her studio. <laughs> yeah, I'm back in the studio. <laughs> so without further ado, why don't we let uh, Tiffany explain, you know, discuss her experiences. Uh, take it from wherever you want to lead off, Tiffany. The floor is yours. Go for it. Okay. So, uh, you know, I, I apologize for my connection tonight, but um, live broadcasting, right? <laughs> um, so... You know, my, my family has had a long history of experiencers. And when I say long history, I don't mean just like 25, 30 years. I mean, uh, my grandfather was in the Strategic Air Command of the Air Force. And I know that I've brought this up multiple times, but I think that it's relevant. Uh, older sisters um, had had some experiences back when she was younger. And they lived in, gosh... I want to say this was New Haven, Kentucky, and um, which is near Bardstown. It's about 45 minutes to an hour away from where we live now. But um, she had essentially seen a craft that had these little beings come out. It had landed, and these little beings came out. 
Um, about so, when, give us a timeline to, about when. As far as I know, it was like right around 1900. So, wow. Good um, Lord. My grandfather was 86, 87. Is it safe to passed. say before uh, Ameri- or, uh, you know, um, Earth flying objects were? Well, yeah, actually, of course. I mean, okay, I think the Wright time. brothers might have been flying something around you know within a few years of that but nothing that we knew of of space flight there's no no way so from that point you know my grandfather got into this this world of the military all of his brothers were in the military um my um grandfather wanted to go in and he wanted to be a pilot and they said nope sorry about your luck and took him into intelligence so um, later, his son, my mom's oldest brother, went into the military, and I believe he started in the Army, and they switched him over to the Navy, and then he ended up in intelligence. He was in the crypto division, so drug him into it. And then um, later in my own life, I uh, started out in, in college, and I, I had been asked and um, accepted into the Air Force Academy, and I had a presidential nomination. I was one of 30 women across the country that was accepted, and I had been told, don't go, by these nine different pilots, and and it was just really random. Um, Okay, my mom just sent me a text and said that they were born in the 20s, so it had to been like 100 years ago. While you're doing that, Tiffany, real quick, turn your phone sideways so we can get more of you. Do you think that'll happen? Yeah. I don't think I can do that on here. Sorry about your luck. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, um, so so I was accepted to the Air Force Academy. I was told by nine different men who were pilots, don't go. And this was during the time it would have been 1996 to 2000. Anyways, I went into uh, broadcast journalism with University of Kentucky instead. I worked for National Public Radio and uh, two different Fox stations. And it didn't with lucky landslots you can get lucky just about anywhere dearly beloved we are gathered here today to has anyone seen the bride and groom sorry sorry we're here we were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time no lucky land casino with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry in that case i pronounce you lucky Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Exactly fit in. I was not exactly um, the right candidate for that type of uh, life and um, ended up moving to Greece. I was not supposed to be there. I was supposed to just go to France for vacation and I went down to visit a friend and within three days of me moving there, I got offered a job with the Department of Defense as a contractor on a U.S. naval base, NSA Suda Bay, um, and then also the NATO base, which was called NAMFI. And I know we've talked about this before, um, but it was a, a it, it was a firing installation and I worked at night alone 
And it was it was a strange thing. It didn't necessarily seem like a bad thing uh, at the time. It was right after 9-11. There was a lot of fear. There was a lot of angst going on, of course. But with me, I, I think I was too young to even have any kind of rationale for what was really going on. Um, so I, I was actually part of this base and I would go and I would sit in this building by myself um, and, and work a lot of times at night. Um, and there were a lot of times that I'd just sort of get there at midnight and all of a sudden it would be 8 a.m. and it'd be time to go. And I'm like, what the hell just happened? And, and I didn't really have any um, understanding what was going on. So I was just like, okay, well, I'll go about my day. I got to go back to work, you know, do this and that. So um, that's when I really first started realizing that there was something a little odd when it came to missing time. I'd had some missing time before when I was um, in college and and it never clicked because I didn't have any um, gauge for the strangeness. I had no knowledge of what was really going on. Um, and it took me until 2009 when I was pregnant with my oldest daughter that I really started having these conscious episodes of visitations. And when I say conscious episodes, I'm saying that there were beings in my room. And I'm not talking, I'm not talking sleep paralysis. I'm not talking the hypnagogia or hypnagogic states or anything like that. I'm talking full-blown beings in the room. Tiffany, and, I yeah, don't mean to interrupt absolutely. you, um, but no, when fine. you say beings, mm -hmm. that sounds like a different classification of the types of beings. Were they different right. types of species that you were seeing? Yeah, absolutely. There were lots of different ones. And I think that, you know, my family, the women in my family have a very, very psychic ability and mostly within each other and to each other. Um, we have a very strong psychic connection to one another. Um and uh, I, I don't know if it has to do with uh, bloodline or not. You know, you always talk about what are the, the reasons for having these types of psychic connections or these visitations from different beings. But um, most of the f women in my family have had some sort of um, experience with these beings, um, different types. And the, the first conscious experience that I ever had, I was probably about five years old and I was in my mom's parents' house, my grandparents' house. And I, they had this long hallway that went upstairs to the bedrooms upstairs. And at the end of the hallway, there was this, a, a mirror. And I remember going upstairs and there was a girl standing at the end in the mirror facing me. And I, I was like, she looks like me, but it's not me. And, and I remember like feeling a little freaked out because I waved and, you know, there was no reaction. And I was like, okay, I'm running back downstairs. So I ran back downstairs in the kitchen with my mom and my aunts and my grandmother. And, and I was like, there's a little girl upstairs. And, you know, the, it was strange. I can't remember if anybody really, besides me and my cousins, went up to look for her. But we really did think that there was another little girl in the house. Um, so beyond that, the next real um, beings that I remember were when I was pregnant with my daughter uh, in 2009. And I awoke to having these two um, orbs uh, that had these triangular-faced blue lights, triangular-faced beings, large, big eyes. Um, and, and honestly, the what it was, it was more fluid-like, almost um, 
octopusy jellyfish type fluidity in these round orbs that were probably a foot and a half wide and there were two of them and they were just hovering in the air in your room or in my bedroom yeah and my husband was actually home at this time uh usually he worked nights so he wasn't there but he was home this night and and i flipped out i mean i really lost it because there were these two glowing beings hovering above the bed and the scary part was you know, we've talked about the sacred the sacred blanket that you could like throw over your head and it blocks it out and protects you. Yeah, well, the blanket didn't protect me. And whether my eyes were open or closed, I could see this. Yes, I could actually see these two beings with my eyes closed. And so that freaked me out because I'm like, you know, I should be able to see something with my eyes closed. Um, and, so it was that, that conscious, was, that consciousness connection right and they were like you're gonna see me no matter what and right. and my husband i'm like get up turn the lights on there's two people in here blah 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 and he didn't see anything there was nothing there to him for him to see and i remember thinking um they they said telepathically to me and they tilted their head like i was screaming and they tilted their head like a dog would when you have a strange high-pitched noise and and they said what can we do to make you stop screaming and I'm like, get the F out. I, I, I'm dying. I'm done. Get out of here. I'm they were pregnant. Like, get, get, I'm vulnerable. Get the duct tape. Get. <laughs> yes. And and I really did think that was uh, just one lapse in some kind of weird mental breakdown almost while I was pregnant. That's what I thought. Um, this was about so 2009, then, right? That was 2009, yeah. And to so clarify, you that, are awake. You are awake. Oh, You're not awake. dreaming. This is not a vivid no. experience, you know, lucid dream. I'm up. I'm freaking out. You know, um, it, I was definitely awake. So, you know, years after that, I've, I've started having more conscious episodes in the middle of the night with different beings. That was the only time I saw a being like those, and there were two of them. Later, they were more... Um, like there were some little grays. I'll give you an example of one more story while my daughter was young. Um, I uh, awoke and at the bottom of the bed, there was a little girl and, you know, my daughters have long blonde hair and they're, you know, blue eyed and little, little bitty mini me's. Yeah. So I, I said, Maddie, lay down. And she's sitting at the end of the bed and, and I said, Maddie, lay down. And, and she's not moving. I said, Maddie, lay down. You're going to fall off the bed. And then I turned the light on. Oh, wait, no, I, I didn't turn the light on yet. And she goes, I'm not Maddie, silly, or I'm not Maddie, mommy. And and I was like, okay, now that's weird. I said, lay down. And she still didn't move and had like a little giggle. And so I flipped the light on and she's gone. And my daughter is laying down dead asleep beside me under the blankets. And so I was like, oh, buddy, I'm losing it. This is, I'm done. This is stick a fork in me. Oh, stay right there. And, uh, so, uh, well, um, you know something I just thought, because I know what Whitley describes, um, and it's a very unique situation. He actually, it, a light bulb went up in Whitley's head when he described, and I have to tell you, Kevin, I had a similar dream where there was a human baby involved. Now, mm -hmm. I bring this up because I'm going to ask her a question when she comes back, when she speaks about these orbs over her. She's right. pregnant. Yeah, because I'm. I was gonna. I'm gonna ask the same thing. I'm. Gonna, I want to go there. I, I don't know how detailed. You know, and she. She basically said we've got carte blanche to ask her anything, but you know, she's also has the right to. Of course, uh, of know, course. Spill the beans, but, um, so hopefully she's. I don't know. But this is uh, something that goes on as she described. 
within the family for generations with the females. So right. when we speak there about... There are some lineages. Yes. Lineage, whatever, it's all right. Yeah, so... Uh, and it makes me wonder if this has happened at... Uh, it would be interesting if she ever asked her mom, did she ever had uh, have anything happen to her while she was pregnant? Mm-hmm. And did anything odd occur during those times? Because it seems like there might be an interest in the the unborn child. Um, you mentioned this happened during your pregnancy. Mm-hmm. Do you That's think, when I first started having the conscious episodes. Okay. Do you think they were there to observe observe your pregnancy and the child that you were going to bear? Absolutely, because she is a very special human being. She's very unique. Again, there's so many people, Kevin, that have had uh, you know experiences like her, and <laughs> it's incredible when you hear when you hear their experiences. Yeah, I mean, I they're great great stories for the most part. I I do lean to believing that they definitely believe something's going on, you know. But you've heard stories, you know, people schizophrenia and. All that, but again, who's to say? I've never had anything like that kind of a, an experience, and I've always maintained this because I'm not wired. I'm I don't have that connection with uh, the ETs or with you know this other en- energy or entity or whatever. They they there's no interest in me, um, and I've not had anything in my family line either. So um, it's important to keep a skeptical point of view because you you keep your objectivity when you do that um it's healthy to do that you have to take that approach like i said earlier you need to question everything but i'm going to tell you um i'm not saying what i seen was otherworldly or from another dimension i just don't know what i experienced and Mm -hmm. it makes you wonder what exactly is going around in your surroundings um, what are we dealing with here? And um, I still question what I've seen and what I've actually heard um, because it's also audio. It's, it affects all the senses. And it's amazing, like I said, when you hear folks come forward to discuss it because I think it's important that people come forward. Um, this way it sets an example for themselves. Like you mentioned earlier, it took her a while to open up to you, to get to know you, for her to open this, you know, to discuss this with you. Um, right. It's very difficult to speak amongst people that you don't know well um, because of the ridicule factor. You know, they're saying, oh, is this person, you know, losing it or something? But I think that when people finally, they, they know who you are as an individual and they know your character and they know that you're not the, the type to, to mislead or lie about something like this. Um, you can see that she's very passionate about this. I believe Tiffany definitely had yeah. an experience. I don't think there's an, an agenda or something. Right. You know, she's trying to, you know, push uh, to benefit her. Um, you know, she's just sharing a story. I'm, I'm like right now, people out there uh, that's with us tonight. Again, apologize for our difficult technical difficulties tonight. But um, you know, we are streaming YouTube, Facebook, Periscope. Um, Throw in, throw some questions at us, uh, comments. Here's one, Bill. Okay. UV, we can talk about theory on of how aliens appear to or do walk through walls in missing time. Um, I mean, when you when you look at that, do they? It's is, is it a matter of controlling 
a person to the point where they don't know where they're at. They, I think if people, obviously, the the human reaction would be fear. I I don't I don't think there's many people that would say take me with you. I mean, there are there are people that do look at it that way, but there's the fear factor, and there has to be a way. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. With the Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. To manipulate and control that fear in a setting. Uh, do, can they control um, the nature's forces of taking them through walls? And is it interdimensional? What are we talking about here? What abilities do they have? I'm sure their technology is far advanced compared to what we are, if it exists. Yeah, Tiffany has acknowledged, you know, when during these experiences, you know, it, the next day, there there is evidence, physical evidence. Uh, her husband, uh, who was you know, there with her one night who can clearly see she's engaging in some kind of activity. He's not seeing Mm. who or what, you know, she is with these things, beings. And there's a story, you know, that that Tiffany has shared where her husband kind of reached out to grab her and he felt like like a, I don't know, a stinging sensation. And the next day it was like, I want to say maybe a rash or something. Um, it's crazy. I, 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 you know, logically or probably toss, you know, chalk it up to the uh, 5G, I think. But, you know, is, you know, the other aspect too, Bill, is these stories. And, you, and when Sierra comes on, you know, for the second hour, you know, she, she feels like, you know, it's part of a, a, a project, a program that would include our government. And the only thing you have to question is for what purpose? Why would they want to create a hybridization program? Mm-hmm. Is it because they come from a place where maybe it's not no longer sufficient to withstand life for them you know, for that species? Resources are lacking. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, um, yeah, so. I mean. Did you connect with her? Is she going to try to do this? I sent her a message. I'm still waiting for her to reply. Hopefully, she will. Um, you know what I'm going to do? Keep, keep talking. And, Come on. and the thing is, if the government is involved, why? What is their angle from it, working with an extraterrestrial species? Um, is it is there some kind of a deal on the table where they're exchanging information for allowing this to exist, to go on, where they're taking individuals and using them for some type of experimentation and what is the flip side of that what are we getting out of that deal so you have to wonder but that's that's just coming from a you know 
some hypothetical angle because there's no evidence really to provide to anyone. <laughs> I tell you what, it's really crazy because right before we got on, I literally thought that I heard somebody walking around upstairs in my house. And it freaked me out so much that I went and checked all the doors and um, actually got my gun because I'm alone. I shouldn't be hearing people walking in my house. <laughs> Tiffany? Yes, I'm here. Don't be mean to me. I'm being mean to you. Oh, good God. Oh, shoot. I swear. We have done podcasts in the past. Actually, there's always something. And I know people will say, oh, it's the 5G, blah, 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 blah. But we've done podcasts where we start talking about some stuff. I remember one we did with Terry Loveless. You know, we're Mm -hmm. we're going down a rabbit hole, and Tiffany's sharing some stories. You see orbs flying over her shoulder, you know, trees. You know, I don't, I don't want to say, you know, that something is like Big Brother. Or I don't want to say it's aliens, but it's aliens. It's aliens, yeah. It's <laughs> Georgia, I would say. So we were, exactly. before this happened, we were discussing um, your pretty much your first conscious um, connection experience with these beings mm-hmm. that were in your room. Um, if you want, mm-hmm. we can pick up from there. <sighs> God. Well, I'll, I'll tell you a few more short stories because obviously we don't have very much time now. Um, but so there was a few times that I had little beings in my room and they would be around the bed, you know, the sort of uh, usual scenario of people waking up with the little grays around their beds. And I would never really feel threatened. Um, at first, I felt a little scared. But, you know, once it became more of a familiar thing and, and more of a, a daily occurrence, then I I learned not to have as much fear. Um, of course, you know, I was always searching for the answer, answers, just like everyone else who's going through this process. You're always wondering, wanting and wanting to get to the, to the source and, and try to figure out why it's going on. Um, but some of the biggest occurrences actually happened when I moved in with my current husband, Brent Sipley. And one of the things that happened was that I had someone in my life who finally was not necessarily a believer. He does have his, his skeptic beliefs, but he also sees what's going on with me. He sees me waking up with bruises with no apparent reason. He sees me um, interacting and having communications with these beings that are in the room. Um, he ended up taking, you know, he's a Bigfoot guy. He was has been doing Bigfoot research for about um, nine years, I believe, full force, and um, has about $50,000 worth of equipment that he's used for hunting Bigfoot, going on expeditions, using audio and night vision and cameras and flares. And, and so he ended up setting up four cameras in our bedroom for a full year to try to capture what was going on because he knew, even though he couldn't physically see it with his own eyes, he knew something was going on. He believed in me enough to see that I was not just hallucinating. And, and I really give him a, ro- a lot of credit, and, and it made me love him even more that I would have that kind of physical support from a spouse, from a partner. And not just someone just say, well, you're just freaking wacko and be done with it or make, you know, little of the situation, light of the situation. So when we 
we started putting up the cameras. We had one in each corner of the bedroom, and they would be facing not only the bed but different areas of the room as well so that we could get the the broadest amount of, of video. And um, most of the time, you would see me you would see me wake up. I would react to whatever it was. Um, I would see beings, the dog on the bed, the cats on the bed would react. They would get up. They would be like, there's something going on. They would look around. They would turn around. They knew something was going on. And it was most of the time happening when I was having these experiences. So we would look at the the playback of these videos and you could see orbs flying around the rooms during those times. And we have, you know, a basic little fan, but you would expect to see orbs flying around constantly if it were just the fan. Um, but that wasn't the case. So most of the time you could see um, an orb go down and like looked like it would go through the dog and the dog would jump up and look around or the cat would respond to something um, playing around in the air. Um, And one of the scariest experiences happened with Brent and he responded and it was the first time he actually felt anything uh, in, in relation to these experiences. So I awoke and I said, Brent, you know, and I, and I wake him up every time I did for a long time. Now I just get to the point where I'm just like, whatever, I just try not to disturb him as much. Um, but there was this one time where I woke up and there was a, a man in the corner of the room and he it looked like sort of this old school captain like a boat captain of some sort and and it was this this black gentleman and and i i was like oh my god there's a portal opening up and um he he was looking at us and i said brent there's a man in the room there's a black man in the corner and he's like jumping up he's like what you know what the hell and uh and i said i said no you can't you can't do anything he's like where is he i'm gonna get him and and i at that time the man looked at me and I'm pointing at him and he realizes that I'm looking at him and pointing at him and he sort of freaked out. And then a beam of light shot through this portal and it landed straight on Brent's face and chest. And I said, there's a, there's a a ray on you. And he, he really was so shocked. He's like, where is it? I don't, you know, he couldn't see it. So anyways, uh, after he calmed down, he's like, there's nothing there. And, you know, he tries to calm me down. And he calms me down to the point where I go back to sleep while he stays up for a little bit and finally falls back to sleep. But an hour and a half later, he wakes up. His left arm is tingling. He, his face and chest is on fire. He feels like he's being burned alive, like he's had a radiation blast to his body. And he says, Tiffany, I think I'm having a heart attack. I'm having a heart attack. You're going to have to take me to the hospital. And it's like I I couldn't I couldn't do anything about it, you know. And I he's like, I'm going to take an aspirin. And I said, Well, you know, we've got the kids here at the house. I can't, you know, you're going to have to call 911 and get a you know ambulance. I can't just pick the kids up and leave. And so he really did feel like he was dying from whatever happened in that that portal. Whatever happened in the, from that dude. Um, he felt this reaction. And there's been a few other times that he's felt reactions. There's There's been different types of beings. And one of them, I will say, is more of a um, 
a militaristic type entity. And he starts out like a guy in fatigues, really thick, muscular, large, six plus foot man, very intimidating. And I'll look at him and he looks like he's either reaching for me, reaching for the dogs, reaching for the cats. And I always tell him, I'm like, no, you're not allowed to be here. You can't touch him. And then he starts changing his face. His face alters from more of a humanoid face to more of like a reptilian face. And of course, that's when I lose it. And I'm like, okay, I'm done. You're, you're out of here. And There were three different times that this being came into the room and was either grabbing my dogs or grabbing at me. And I'm telling him, sir, you need to leave. You need to leave now. And, and, you know, Brent's like, don't give him any respect. Tell him to get the F out of here. And I'm like, I'm not going to do that. This dude is big. He's massive. He's in my room. And I don't know what he's capable of. So, you know, I'm I'm like, I'm going to give him a little bit of respect. I'm telling him to leave. But. I don't know what else he's capable of. Mm. So the first three times that that dude appeared, my dog was pooping blood afterwards for three days. The second time it happened, it happened to me. The same thing happened to me for three days. And then it happened to my dog again for three days. And so there's some kind of physical reaction to whatever that entity is. And I think he's a very intense um, negative entity. So, you know, they're talking about some people have all the love and light characters. And I do feel like I've had a lot of those as well. There's been a lot of experiences with beings who have emitted um, a more subtle um, feeling about them. And then there's the ones that have this negative vibe that I feel could, you know, rip me out of my house and just shred me and have me for dinner. So I don't know, you know, I think that there's been a broad range of experiences and I don't know whether or not I could honestly um, say if they're all good or bad. I can't say that. You're you're saying a broad range of experiences. Are are those, these entities, these beings, are they all, it sounds like your your stories, uh, there's different ones throughout right. the past, but are right. they all part of this, the same agenda or they all have their own? No, kind of- no, no, no. I, I feel like there's different agendas, like different humans. I think that there's good entities. I think there's bad entities. I think there's good civilizations and good groups of people that are, are helping the greater good of humanity. And then I think some of them are just feeding off our negative fear and energy. I, I don't, and, you know, we've talked about how, like, David Politis and, like, the missing four-woman cases and how there's been a lot of people that have vanished throughout our park systems and especially in, like, Alaska and places like that. People just vanish with no trace. I think that part of that could be the alien agenda. You know, the, the but I don't have the answer, so I can't say for sure. I have a question for you, Tiffany, because there's many people mm-hmm. out there that when they have experiences, they have a raised awareness, um, mm-hmm. a higher use of their senses, where they can see things that other people ordinarily cannot. And when you when you say that you've seen this happen to your husband, he's not visually seeing it, but you are. Correct. And this Correct. could be because of every you know a prior experience with yourself, and something happened 
that now mm-hmm. gave you the ability to witness this. But I'm interested in the portal. There's two things. Well, when, there's not only one portal. There's right. just, there's been different types of portals that have opened. Right. And I'll tell you one. So one of these portals opens above me, and there's always this what I would consider like a telescopic arm with a a camera at the end of it that sort of looks like it's always auto-focusing on my face to generate sort of maybe um, maybe figure out what I'm thinking a little bit better. And then there's the other lying entities that come during that same scenario. It's like there's, there's something focusing on my face to figure out what's going on. And then they're showing me other beings in the room that are more intimidating. And this, this one telescopic entity that comes through the ceiling aspect, the ceiling portal, the fan disappears, the wall disappears, everything above me disappears, and it's like looking into a craft of some sort. And um, and I'm free to move. I, I don't have to sit there. If I wanted to jump up and run outside, I probably could jump up and run outside, but that's the last thing you want to do. I just want to crawl under Brent. The thing is, though, Tiff, when you report, when you say that you suffered from physical um, ailments. Uh, there was some mm-hmm. type of things going on in that way. Maybe mm-hmm. when the interaction into our realm from that portal, something's happening there. Something's happening in that distorted field, which is affecting mm-hmm. this side and affecting the participants, the biological entities on our side. Maybe there's some kind mm-hmm. of a side effect. That's why it's not just affecting you. It's also affecting your pets. Um, what do you think right. about that? that? That could be maybe something connected to this. Uh, you know, I, I, I try to find people who've had similar experiences as I have. And I, I, it's very hard to find somebody that has experiences just like that. So I think that there's a lot of situations on an individual basis. Um, I think that they are getting some kind of residual effect from what's going on, whether it's um, purposeful, like uh, trying to get them out of the way, or or if it's just sort of a accidental. Mm. You know, I I I don't know. I I know that Brent can't see them. I know that Brent has felt them, but he cannot see them. And he has started waking up with a lot of bloody noses. Mm. Um. I mean, when I see a lot of bloody noses, like the past few days, he's just been gushing. And and he told me, he's like, I think I need a blood, blood transfusion. <laughs> and I, I, I don't have an, I, I don't have an answer for that. But as soon as he gets back home and he's going to an ENT, whether he wants to or not, we're going to try to figure out what that's all about. But he'll wake up in the middle of the night just gushing blood. I just have one question because I don't know if the uh, second hour guest is coming and then I will say goodbye while you two interview your next hour who, guest. Who knows at this point? All right. Tiffany Mac <laughs> Tiffany Mac's on the line from another planet. Probably- <laughs> <laughs> Tiffany, how many yes. different types of species? Can you put a number to that um, that you've encountered? Well, I know that as of about four or five years ago, I really did feel like I had been exposed to a continuous amount of um, these, what I call these military reptilian-esque beings who all seem to have um, a, a fear factor associated with them. 
I have had, um, you know, the small grays. I've had tall grays. I've had um, a few beings who seemed more like mantids, who seemed very calm and, and somewhat peaceful. Um, and then I've had um, different light beings who I felt may have been sort of my, um, maybe part of my DNA, like maybe potentially part of my children. Mm-hmm. I know that sounds a little odd, um, but I felt a very kinship to these beings. And um, I, I think that I've actually met some um, hybrid beings. And I know that there's some people in my family, like my dad and my stepmom, who probably will flip out if they ever hear those words come from my mouth. So hopefully they're not listening. <laughs> <laughs> with, with the way tonight is going, all bets are off. So the likelihood oh, is no. they're probably oh, listening. No. Um, by the way, uh, your, <laughs> your guest is here and awaiting. So I am going to now leave the floor to both of you. I don't think we should take a commercial mm-hmm. considering everything that's no. gone yeah. on tonight. So let's just go right into it. <laughs> Everybody that's listening, have a great night. Take care. Bill, thanks. Thank you. You're welcome. Uh, Sierra. Hey, hey, how's it going? What's up with you? Reading spectacles on, but when we get started, I'm going to take them off. (laughs) Are you on your phone, computer? What are you doing now? I'm on my phone because I totally spaced to download Skype on my new Mac. Well, because you you clicked the, the link in the email, correct? Oh, I guess I issued it. Yeah, because that's not Skype. Yeah, that's not Skype. So yeah, yeah, you yeah. yeah, so I totally get uh, it now, but I don't yeah. know. I'm already set up here. I'm good. <laughs> you're fine. No, you're good. Uh, welcome. Um, <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, it's been um, not just a job tonight. It's been an adventure. That's a tagline. Oh, yeah? for me. What's yeah. been going on? <laughs> well, you know, first part of the show. First part of the show was basically Tiffany was going to share her stories. You know, because you all okay. have gone kind of down that path. You, Rabbit hole, yeah, yep, yep, yep. And uh, her connection, I mean, she was, like, initially live with me, like you're seeing me. Uh, mm-hmm. Then she's froze up. Now she's she's calling from a, a pay phone at the uh, 7-Eleven down the street. Uh, oh, my God. Crazy. <laughs> oh, so, my God. So you, you don't get to be on video? Not not tonight. Oh, Aww. So, Tiffany, okay. say your haze to see her. <laughs> Hey, yes, it's nice to hear your voice again. Oh, it's good to hear yours also. Won't be bad. Mine was uh, a a disaster. So it's all good. It's all good. We're 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 gonna get through this. Um, Well, you know, Sierra joining us for hour two. People, thank you for hanging with us. We are live on KGRA via. YouTube, Facebook, Periscope. One thing that you lovely ladies, besides this, uh, your experiences you have in common, though you wound up being a part of it, Sierra, and I've got this on on display. This is a documentary that came out, I want to say 2019, Extraordinary, The Seeding. Um, So this is something that, it was talking about experiencers, uh, abductees, um, and this was something that Tiffany, Tiffany, before we let Sierra go, just share with us. You were initially asked to be part of this documentary, correct? Yeah, um, it, in about 2016, I think the beginning of 2016, um, 
uh, Chase Kletsky and Jack Ross approached me um, and wanted to talk about uh, my experiences and, and talk about some of the fertility issues and the hybridization program. And the reason is because initially back in 2015, I had um, done some guest hosting for Fate Magazine Radio with uh, Chase Kletsky, and I had proposed this aspect of um, abduction scenario because I had experienced um, some what I would call the missing fetus syndrome, where you feel like you're pregnant and then all of a sudden you're not with nothing else. To, to go by and so it was it was a near and dear topic to me and I of course for years I didn't want to talk about my own experiences so I wanted to maybe find somebody who had experienced something like that with me and um, one of the names that came up was Niara uh, Torella Isley um, and, and I had really approached her very cautiously about it but that was not in the cards in 2015 for that that stage, and um, and I I felt sort of like an idiot for even contemplating it. So about a forty about a half year later, a year later, um, they came to me and said, you know, we know that you've had these experiences. Would you like to discuss them? We're doing a documentary, and I said honestly, I cannot discuss these experiences. I will share them with you, but you cannot use my name and you know all of this. So um, I did hours and hours of interviews with them over the phone, and they really said, this is what's going to happen. We did the Stan Romanek story. I want it to uh, be, you know, Tiffany Mac and blah, 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 going along this this hybridization project in Extraordinary the Seating. And I said, not going to happen. I really thought hard about it for a long time. And I said, you know, I'm getting ready to go through divorce. It's not going to happen. My husband would have slaughtered me. I wouldn't see children. I would have been hospitalized. There's no telling what the possibility well, You were going through been. a divorce. So I'm glad that it didn't happen. I had started the process when, right. you know, before they had start when they started talking to me first, I hadn't gotten to that point, but um, early 2017 is when it started. And I was like, no way, can't do it. Yes. And, and honestly, it was, a, it would have been very damning. Um, not that the movie was, was a bad movie, but for my situation, it would have been very damning. Um, and, and it's a difficult process. It's very um, emotional. It's uh, draining. It putting you out there with your community, and and people do not always take kindly to it. Um, and they could really harass. And and I was more worried about my children than anything. I didn't care about what people were going to say about me. But having my children in a Catholic community, I didn't want that to alter any part of their education and and their future that way so i I think that the people who did this were okay round two name something that's not boring laundry oh a book club computer solitaire huh ah sorry we were looking for chumba casino that's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchases, Very brave. Yeah. Speaking of, nice segue. Uh, Sierra, a little bit before we, we go into 
what you, um, some of the um, stories you shared on the uh, documentary. Give us a little background on you. Okay, well, you know, I came into this life, had a pretty rocky start. I was taken away um, by the state, placed into foster care, um, adopted by some pretty conservative Southern Baptist family, <laughs> very, very conservative. And um, as soon as I could get out of the house, I flew out. And um, mm-hmm. it was really, really tough for me. Seven years in a family where I just was old enough, like by the time they adopted me, I was 13. So I had already formulated all my ideas. Plus, I come in with like what I call a knowing, you know, like mm-hmm. knowing things I shouldn't know. Take, for instance, and this is a touchy subject for some people um, with regard to Mary Magdalene and Jesus. And I have this deep-seated knowing that Mary Magdalene was a high priestess and a, of the royal family, and Christ and her were actually of royal family. And I held this deep belief that she was his bride, that they had a couple of children together, and I was in Sunday school, and this was Southern Baptist, but of the, you know, the, well, the brimstone, fire, and hell kind of Southern Baptist um, Mm-hmm. They took things a little far in a lot of areas. As far Been as there, done that. Yeah. No. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm a recovering Southern Baptist, so um, I'm actually a minister. So I don't have any issue against the Bible and the teachings and stuff like that. In fact, I find theology fascinating, and that's the reason why I became a minister. I don't have a. Uh, I'm an Episcopalian minister. I feel the same way. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I don't have a congregation and I don't choose to take one. That's not why I did it. I did it for my own answers, for my own search, searching. And so um, I was a basketball, ath- you know, really, really, really into athletics and basketball. And There's a reason why. Share why you're, you play basketball. Oh, I'm six foot three. <laughs> <laughs> Exactly. <laughs> yeah, I'm kind of I'm kind of tall. I'm kind of average actually in the WNBA, but uh, I'm like a guard size in the WNBA, small forward. Anyway, uh, it's a passion of mine. And you're sort of it. short for a tall white, right? <laughs> <laughs> actually, I um, am I am kind of short for a tall white. I don't as it particularly <laughs> resonate with the tall whites. I'm more of in the it's a whole other story, but that's it's sort of like coming in with like memory that I shouldn't have from times before, mm-hmm. lifetimes before. And I think that's what single handedly drove me into theology because I was like, wait a minute, if I lived before, doesn't it say in the Bobby, this is our only life? You know what I mean? And like we go to heaven and hell afterwards. And so that really drove me. It really drove me for my answers. Anyways, bringing it back to Mary Magdalene and so on. I was in the Southern Baptist Sunday school and they started talking about Mary Magdalene was a whore. And I went, don't you dare call the bride of Christ and a noble woman a whore. And they're like, get out. (laughs) You know, there's a new way to think about Mary Magdalene. And it's a who are you? I just I I don't know what happened. (laughs) But I, I believe what you're saying. There is a sort of a new theology behind Mary Magdalene as being an apostle rather than. She was the first apostle, actually. Of course, course, in the Bible, Christ comes to her after he rises and leaves her the church. So I went into serious, I I get serious about all this. In fact, I lead spiritual tours all over the world 
to delve into questions like this. We went to the south of France. We walked in the footsteps of Mary Magdalene. And um, the priests there will take you behind closed doors and say she carried the book of Christ. It was a book that was written in Christ's own handwriting. And the Catholic Church killed a lot of people trying to get it. And that's the bottom line. And it was an eye-opening and a very affirming trip to the south of France uh, with about 30, 40 people. It was a lot of fun. But um, I shouldn't have known that. But then I meet a woman, Kathleen McGowan, years later, who, when I was a part of the Starseed Hotline way back in the beginning when I started my whole radio adventure, and um, then ended up having my own radio network for like five years. But... um, uh, what else is there to say about me? I'm an, I'm an Olympian athlete. I am a Desert Storm veteran. I'm an Episcopalian minister. I've looked high and low for answers because when I first came into this life, there was no veil. It's the only way that I can describe it. I <clears throat> couldn't tell the difference between a dead person's spirit, an angel, an elemental, or a person walking around because they all appear just as physical to me as you do. And so I had questions. I was scared of what I saw. I didn't know what to do. I had beings come to me, angels coming to me. Um, I had all kinds of stuff happen to me. And I just know I must have been, it must be the light I carry or who I've been in prior lives. I'm not really quite sure, but I came in with no veil. So I had a lot of questions and, um, and, and kept and continue at, in the questions that I have today, you know, more advanced questions like the different civilizations and different things like that and the different people and the different beings out there and so on. So um, I am a lesbian also, straight up hardcore lesbian. And that didn't go well at all with my adopted family. In fact, they kicked me out of the house. I got kicked off the basketball team because they said you can't, kiss a girl or be with anybody and like wait a minute I don't know what I am yet (laughs) I was a late 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 bloomer I wasn't allowed to date I was in a very strict household we weren't allowed to go do anything that wasn't that was secular that wasn't a part of the church and it was crazy so anyway I came out in the world completely brand new hadn't even had a chance to even socialize in the world let me tell you that ass handing I got when I stepped out into the world you know like there's social dynamics and stuff like that you usually learn that in high school and you get to grow up and make you know mistakes I'm getting way off topic so let me let me let me bring it back in um I had a girlfriend. I was living in Colorado Springs. I got out of the military. Um, I was in Desert Storm as a reservist. Then I came back, didn't do well in civilian life, went back into full-time Army. And then in 1994, when I got out of active duty, I was in Colorado Springs and dating a woman there. And I had an experience that just completely changed my paradigm and I of course you know I've seen a lot of crazy stuff in my life but this was an experience that was very unnerving it was very upsetting and in so many different ways so incredibly impactful and um so what what would you like me to do or would you like me would you like me to go on from there do from there yeah, I'm, I'm going back to the documentary because yeah. let's just go right to it. You yeah. share share with us your first 
encounter ex- experience? I was living in an apartment complex in Colorado Springs on the ground level. Um, and uh, our bedroom, there was an entry from the courtyard, and our bedroom was on the same wall as that entry into the, into the room. I basically woke up one night. Um, my girlfriend and I had gone to sleep. She had a friend in from out of town sleeping on the couch on the other side of the headboard from where we were sleeping. Off to the right, there's Venetian blinds. Off to the left, as I'm laying in bed, is the bathroom to the door and the entry into the room by the headboard. And I, we went to sleep. We, were, we had work the next day. We get up really super early. And um, uh, we went to sleep, and I was awoken by a scream. And I rolled over. It was 12.36 a.m. It was like a woman that just, like, blood-curdling scream. And then it stopped. And I kind of woke up to listen, like, do I need to go running out there? (laughs) What is going on? But it stopped. So I rolled over, and I laid on my left side, and I looked at the clock, 12.36 a.m. And my girlfriend at the time gets up out of bed, walks over to the door of the bathroom, opens it, closes it, doesn't turn on the light. I hear the seat cover go up, and I hear her sit down. And I thought, that's really odd, because we fight all the time about her getting up, announcing she's going to the bathroom, you know, opening the door, turning on the light, blinding me, opening the door afterwards, blinding me again after I'd fallen back to sleep. Every night it was... So she's doing night. it the right way tonight, and you're still yeah, not and I'm, Yeah, and I'm like, that's odd. You know what I mean? Like, that's yeah. really odd. <laughs> I started to think she was doing it on purpose <laughs> after a while hard-headed Aries. Anyway, so um, I'm, I, I drift off back to sleep and the, kind of like the hair on the back of my neck stood up and I had a sense that something was in the room with me. So I opened my eyes and standing where the light is shining up against the door of the bathroom is like a three foot, three and a half foot tall thing. And I just was like, well, a lot, of ha- a lot of things happened all at once. First of all, I had PTSD really badly, and I had a 38 under my pillow and, like, a hatchet next to me and, like, a Boeing knife, all within reach of me where I slept. And I Sounds like me. Move. I got to the point right. where I was very... And it's not like you're going to shoot somebody. You're not going to shoot an alien in your room. You're just going to end up holes with the wall. You honestly, it's just made me feel But it's a, it's a protection. It's like the only thing. Right? It like, it's, Do you all go to sleep in camouflage, too? What's going on here, Rambo? <laughs> Even right now, I can totally reach back here just where I'm sitting, and I can pull out, like, um, that. Jeez. Good Lord. So, um, anyway, um, we don't play around here. I was raised in the South. There is, we, I was raised in a, in a house where there was a loaded gun in every room. A loaded gun in every room. Come on. That's, that's tame that's right there. Wow. kidding me? All right. So, um, You're not going to be shooting your walls. I guarantee it. <laughs> right. And the thing about it is, is when, they come, when, when this particular experience happens, because now I've had since this very awful experience, very, very cool experiences with beings not from here. This just was not one of those. And so um, I couldn't move, so it freaked me out very badly. And I passed out because I can't move. I mean, what in the world is going to keep you from not moving? And why is there something in the room? And why does it look like a big gray-headed thing, a big black eyes? And what is it doing just standing there staring at me? Anyways, 
a myriad of I don't know how long it took me to wake up and panic and pass out again to where I would stop and try to pay attention to what was going on when I came to again. Upwards of 20 times. It was a horrific experience. Did you feel like you were being suffocated at that moment also? No. More, it's more like a panic attack feeling, I think. I wasn't being suffocated. I just couldn't move. I couldn't. I was commanding my limbs to move. And that is the one thing. I'm a very physical person from basketball to retired custom home builder, you know, remodeler, miner. I do everything with my hands. I want to be really, really physical. I want to be, I want to do stuff and I want to be able to move. And when that wasn't happening, it was very, very stressful. And so finally, I just, I came to... And the other thing that wasn't making it easy, any easier, it seemed like every time that I came to, it came closer to the bed. <laughs> that was not making it any better at all. And so, <clears throat> thankfully, there was space between where Gina laid, between me and where he was on the other side of the bed. So, finally, I was just laying there, and I was trying to get a grip. And I came to, and I heard something. And I panicked and I came to again and I was listening and focusing really really hard trying to fight my base brain of panic fight or flight and I'm a fighter I'm not gonna run I'm gonna get up and take care of it and um, it's a good thing they probably had me down I got really really quiet and I heard uh, be still do not panic we're only here to check on you what do you mean check on me And at that moment, I had this distinct feeling of like, you know, you're laying on the beach on a hot summer day and all of a sudden a cool breeze goes over your body. It's very, very tangible where it rolls up your body and down your body. And I had this feeling of something rolling up and down my body. And all of a sudden I had a memory that that wasn't the first time that that had happened and that this wasn't the first time that this had happened. And I panicked and passed out again. And at some point I came to being passing through a wall or the ceiling or the roof it was very very disturbing and then I was I was moving down a hallway really fast and it was like on a gurney and then there was all kinds of beings around me six foot tall ones a manted men in army clothes and I was wheeled down a hallway and they were messing around on my belly and they had stuff sticking in me and the horrible thing about it is, is I don't know it's because of my ability. They kept looking at me very, very concerned because I was not asleep during any of this and I would not go to sleep during any of this. And so I kept myself awake and it was, it was really, really hard. And the next thing I knew, I woke up standing in, uh, no, I'm sorry. I woke up in bed and I sat straight up out of bed and I, and I just was like, what, what happened? All of a sudden I was like, back in the bed and I could sit up and then Gina opens up the door and she's cursing because and I looked at the clock it was four hours later and she'd been sitting on the toilet all the time for four hours yeah yeah her legs were asleep and she had a lot of choice things to say about it as she was stumbling out of the bathroom and she's looking at me as she's like her legs were asleep not by her choosing though that's what I was wondering. It wasn't yeah. by her choosing. She was sort of She's frozen like, there for that long. Catatonic. Yeah. yeah, she said she just she wasn't catatonic. She went in there and she said she crossed her arms on her knees and put her head down on their on her knees and fell asleep is what she said. Yeah. 
But then the next thing she knew, four hours or later, she stands up and walks out, and her she can't move like move her legs very well. <laughs> right. They were completely asleep. Anyway, um, so she looked at me, and I was very in shock. And I kept looking at the place on the wall that I first saw it, and I was like pointing. And she's like go, goes and runs and grabs her gun. She's like, "Is there somebody here? Is there somebody here?" And she kept getting me to try to respond, and I was in shock. I was like. Uh, yeah, right there. There was something right there. So after she got me to calm down, explain what it is. Now, see, she's a she was a believer in the Zeta. She told me about him, and I thought, eh, you know, I've seen a lot of stuff. Why not, right? <laughs> mm-hmm. And um, so I told her what happened. Eventually, she was like, "Really weird. Why did they put me to sleep on the toilet?" And then we went to sleep. And your mind just wants to go, you know gloss over things wake up the next morning as if normal the alarm getting ready for work and then her friend says hey you guys something really weird happened last night a woman was screamed screamed in the courtyard and I was really concerned I I mean I think it was outside but I wasn't sure if it was in your room so I got up to knock on this the is door her friend, right? yeah yeah right. she's like I got up to knock on the door and I woke up on the couch this morning did you guys hear the Scream, and it's like we looked at each other and all came flooding back. And then I went into total shock. I ended up staying home that day. I couldn't go to work. She just looked at me, and there's like both of us were like all of a sudden, oh my God, it happened. That actually happened last night. And so I had a friend come over. Um, I was a part of a women's group. Um, I was very young at the time, my early 20s. And I always sought out these women's groups and these psychic groups and these meditation groups and stuff like that just to have anybody help me with what I could do. Like I was constantly dealing with it. And so I had one of these women come over from this group and she went by Morgan Le Fay and she, I opened the door she's standing there and she goes, why are you pregnant? And I'm like, not even in the mood, you know, I'm totally gay come in here. I need to tell you what happened. So she came in, I told her what happened and she started to launch off about the Zeta Reticuli and it's a government program exchange for, and I'm just like, whoa, 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 pump the brakes. Crazy. Come on. What, what year is this? Sierra? 1994. Oh yeah. I didn't realize it was that far back. Yeah. 1994. I'm like, pump mm. the brakes. This is crazy, 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 crazy. Hey, are you saying I'm old? <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm not. I'm just playing. So, um, can, I, can I mention uh, something that just sounds a lot like what you've experienced that night? Um, when my daughter, my se- I have two, two daughters. My second daughter was about a year and a half old, maybe a year old, old enough to stand and sort of walk a little bit. Uh, I had a girlfriend that came over. We watched a movie. Uh, my daughter, it was probably 1030 at night and Lily had gotten up. And so I said, okay, fine. We'll let her watch a little bit of Mickey Mouse and then we'll put her to bed. And my girlfriend left and I was just with Lily in the basement and just literally planned on sleeping or staying there for just a few minutes just to calm her back down and get her to a point where she was back to sleep. Um, turn on Mickey Mouse and all of a sudden we wake up outside. I'm in, it's in October, 45 degrees outside. She is in a t-shirt and a diaper. I am in a t-shirt and some little leggings. And um, she has her arm twisted inside of the t-shirt. And 
she I was sitting on the couch. My body was laying completely over. Um, my hands were touching my feet, and I was completely passed out. And she is screaming in my face. We're both outside. The doors had been locked. I'd already locked the house up. My girlfriend had left out the front door. We were downstairs, basement, outdoor patio. And it was four hours later. And literally, there was no reason on this God's green earth that we would be outside at 2.40 in the morning with my daughter in a diaper and a t-shirt, her arms not even in the t-shirt properly. And there was there was nothing. I have no memory, nothing. All I know, it was 10.39, and then all of a sudden, it was like 2.40 in the morning. How do you explain things like that? No, no mother would ever do that. I would no, never no, no, do no. that. They, they just didn't put you back all the way. And they didn't put us back in the same spot. It was literally right. like four, pe- four feet apart, like from one side of the house, one side of the wall. I was in four, it was four feet apart, just the outside wall versus the inside wall. They totally missed it on that one. <laughs> yeah, it was a little cold. Oh, man. <laughs> I'm just glad that she got you awake. You know what I mean? Poor thing. But I think that, I I mean, I don't think that she would have, I think that maybe she was also in that situation too. Yes, I don't think that for the four hours she was out there screaming, (laughs) you know what I'm saying? I'm not saying that. I think literally we woke up at the same time in the same situation outside. That was one of the first times that it terrified me to my core. Let me tell you that. I wouldn't want to have kids and have to experience that. Mm -hmm. I can only imagine. Because there's no control. Well, speaking of Sierra, not know. wanting kids, you were I wanted enlightened. Kids. All right, but you were enlightened that you were pregnant. So pick it up from there. Yeah. Okay. Well, Morgan looked at me and she's like, scans me and says, "Why are you pregnant? I don't want to have anything to do with it." I tell her what happened, and she's like, "Oh, that makes all all kinds of sense. They have impregnated you. Why? What? Why?" I was so upset, and I just was like. And then I was mad at her. Like, why are you telling me all this crazy, nonsensical stuff? And I just, I need a logical explanation. Did you have a, you had a serious girlfriend at this point, correct? Yes. And she was already off at work. Yep. Absolutely. Serious girlfriend at this point. And um, so. No in vitro that you had signed up for. (laughs) No. In vitro. Mm-hmm. Didn't oop slip on a penis. Didn't right. do any of that. <laughs> slip you know? on a penis. That is the sound bite of the night. I like Hashtag her. slip on. I, I mean, I've slipped on one oops, before, but slip on yeah. A penis. yeah. What the hell is going on? <laughs> it was just one of the fun things I like to say is like, I didn't accidentally oops slip on a penis and become pregnant. I mean, you're getting I'm all like, this bill. Women. <laughs> With a woman, you know? Like, really? You weren't and raped. There was no, no reason that this would have happened no. That in, like, your your natural, no. logical mind. No. Didn't go into any hot tubs and have any weird things happen that way. <laughs> Nothing. about that. Now I don't. happened. Now I'm never getting a hot tub again. Yeah, yeah so... I'm like, I like to get in hot tubs, but my own hot tub, not anybody else's. Correct. <laughs> anyway, 
So I, she t- explained to me how that the government, like, like the Roswell thing, but there was other crafts, and they'd brought, they purposely brought down crafts, and they were trying to get information and exchange of information. Supposedly, there was a drug, a deal set between the government and the this faction. The more I think about it, I think it is another aspect of the government. One side just doesn't talk about it to the other side. And run this this hybridization program. Supposedly, these beings have lost their ability to procreate, and so for exchange of technology, they have access to biology. And when you're in the military, you sign your physical body over to them. You have zero rights while you're active duty with them. Is that and true? I didn't know that. Absolutely. Yeah. No, you're you're definitely their property. If you mm. punch a locker out of Rage and break your hand, you will be brought up on charges for damaging government property. And the property the being yourself, not property the law. Being yourself, not the being locker. yourself. I that. I've seen it happen. It is the craziest thing. Anywho, oh, Lord. so um, they supposedly there was this deal struck, and and that and that was that's what happened, and that they had access to biology, and that means not only reproductive stuff. You know what I'm saying? So. Um, when you start getting into gene lines and, and our bloodlines and different genes and different things. And then I was, I've been told through different interactions over these years that you keep an energetic code that is traceable through your DNA of prior lifetimes in your physical body. Wasn't there a member, uh, there was a movie about somebody uploading memories or something like that or getting memories from their some from their I don't know uh, prior lives uploaded anyways it's been in the movies but anywho they also um, talk about water having a permanent memory as well oh it sure does so do crystals water and whatever it's in I didn't know that either well I'm getting enlightened here yeah Dr. Emoto's work of water and stuff like that is really fascinating Hmm. check it out Oh, maybe that's because the water can have a crystalline formal format, though. It can, yeah. Interesting. Yep, absolutely. In its crystalline form, with snow. Yeah. Yep. Ice. So what? So what did you feel after you began having these um, situations that we discussed in in the extraordinary, the seating? What was your what was your main purpose of going on and describing in detail your life for this documentary? Why did you choose to do that? And what did you feel you were going to gain from it? From doing the documentary? Yes. First of all, I felt like it was time for experiencers to speak for themselves instead of having a bunch of talking heads that are supposedly the experts. When you went around and talked to a bunch of people and they had ex- experiences and now you're the expert because you wrote a book right no so it was very very important to me that experiencers have their voice that they get to explain the emotionally impact the life impact the impact of having these experiences has been the bad and the good because there's both correct and so um I wanted somebody to to tell that story responsibly, and I felt that Jack and John from J3 Films could do that. And I developed a long friendship with them. I've been I'd been speaking to them for ten years before I agreed and trusted them 
in the hours and hours and the days and days and weeks we've hung out and the conversations that we've had. I trusted them to be able to put my story out there in a way that would speak for itself. Now, they did eight hours of interview. And the thing that I'm a little frustrated about in the seating is that I didn't get to talk about all the good stuff. They basically just used my story as maybe it was dramatic effect because of the horrible impact it had on me and, and the stuff that came about it. But I didn't get to then say that how I grew and how it altered and changed me. And I was able to reclaim a lot of my own power by doing That's a many different good take. things. And I'm glad you brought that up because I, I was trying to figure out earlier how to kind of get to a point where was there a benefit from this? Was there any good that has come out of this? And so keep going with that. The good that I would say that came out of it is that I was able to break the contract. I will no, no longer be used in that way. I will no longer be utilized in that way. And so for me, that was invaluable. You know, Tiffany, bless your heart, I don't know what I would do if they were still messing with me. And if I had kids, I'd go, I'd be a paranoid ballistic mess. You know what I the mean? One- you know what though um over the past few years as soon as i moved into this house with brent and i realized that there's something that was just i mean there was some kind of energy that was building and building and building and maybe it was because brent was assertive and protective and for the first time i had someone in my life that was listening and he was trying to figure out what was going on rather than being blown off then I started realizing that my daughters were having some situations that I couldn't control because they weren't in my room anymore. They were in their own room. And I, I'm, I made it a point to tell them they have no right to my children. There is no, you, you will not be in this house with my children. You can communicate with me. You can do what you need to do. But my children are not of age. You are not going to manipulate my, my babies. And I think that it, it has worked to a certain degree because my 10-year-old daughter, uh, she used to see what she called the little things. And they were these orbs of magnificent colors. And, and they would go into her veins and she said that they were checking her health and checking to make sure she was healthy and um, and that was what she stated at two years old. Um, she beca- began to think of them as her friends and when we moved here so many things ramped up with me that I told them they have no right and they're, they were not allowed to do it and they stopped. Like she doesn't see them now and it it bothers her because she said mama you told them that they can't come visit and i said you know i'm sorry this is this is me saying you cannot do this to my children right now that doesn't mean that in the future that they they may not have a purpose and a and a connection later but right now there's i mean i've i feel like i've cut it off for them for them for my children awesome you know what and that I tells me is that it's a benevolent source that's working with you then it might not be them, still yes with them, with them yeah because them. they'll listen when you tell them no right. that's a good thing that's one of the things is my sovereignty understanding my sovereignty understanding my own power understanding that if i say no 
Like I didn't know up to that point. I had an agreement to be a part of that program. You know what I mean? I picked my life. I picked my parents. I picked these major circumstances. And I believe it is to shed light on a bigger picture that we're not being told to talk to, to about. Mm-hmm. And, you know, in the beginning it was, you know, the, with the storyline of the, the movies, it was J3 Films' intention to, you know, let's establish that they're, they're, they are out there and that they're making contact, you know, with uh, Stan Romanex being documented, very well documented up to that, that point in time when they released that movie. And then taking the next step of, well, what are they doing here? Well, these are, you know, really getting into it with the people, the abductees, the people who have been taken, and to get their story, you know, and the varied stories and so on. And then to what purpose? You know, what purpose are they coming? What is this? To what end? And there's two different camps. One is invasion and taking over, and the other is of evolution and consciousness. And... But doesn't that doesn't that just sort of give you the idea that there's only two sets, and that I don't believe that there's only two sets of beings. I believe that oh. there's a, a, a yeah. what's what's the count on your end, Sierra? How many different types of things or beings or entities are you have dealt there with? are twenty two different kinds of races of of of, of beings. 20 that different, you, that 22 you've different. That you've dealt with or no. that's, well, you've gotten on. the we're, memo? We're getting, let me just, okay, let me, I'm not, I've not stated that well enough or accurately enough. Okay. There's 22 different kinds of forms of being from what I have experienced in, out there, everywhere, okay, <laughs> in other galaxies and so on and, and so forth. Now, I have personally come across Lyran, Pleiadian, Andromedan, Syrian, Zeta, Reticuli. Um, there's a blue being. I don't know what their name is. Uh, we always whole, call them the blue man. The blue man. <laughs> it's just a, about as generic as you can get, I guess. Right, right. And as a child, um, that's what came up. Yes, yes. Um, there's also, in my experience, there is a lot of different kinds of things. There's a lot of different forms of beings Mm -hmm. and I've seen them physically. I've Mm -hmm. been in interaction with them. I've had conscious and unconscious experiences. When I say unconscious, I don't remember at the time and I recall later. Mm -hmm. Um, I've been taken on ships. Help me understand this, Sarah. Mm. If if they're in both of you, if there's 22 or however. Okay, let let me tell you, there's like just in our galaxy, Andromedan, Pleiadian, Syrian, okay, okay. within this sector of our universe, within okay. the visual sight, Venetian, yeah. okay, there's, we had, well, we had a Venetian in the White House for how many years? <laughs> he was from Venus. Valiant Venus. Thor? Valiant Thor, yeah, for seven years in the White House, he was their guest. I think um, he's still... Well, here's where I'm going with this. If, if, if there's that many, or... There's Clearly, more, there's more than you. you can possibly right. imagine. But, there's 20 um, different kinds. And when I said 22, I'm sorry, just let me tell you this really quick. One of them is hominid. One or two heads, two arms, two legs. Okay, that's hominid. That's only one of the 22 different kinds of species gotcha. of, like, beings. How, how many of those, here's where I'm going. 
if clear, it sounds like you both have had different experiences with different beings. So here's what I, because I'm on the outside looking in on this, I, I've not had any kind of experience like mm. that. So what do they are they working on the same memo that you know tonight is my night and tomorrow night is your night? You know, to different beings. How are they not crossing? <laughs> You know, are they fighting each other to get to you? I mean, I've seen stuff that have been communicating together, that have been working together. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Here's the thing that I've been explained: um, that this round of human beings on the planet right now uh, was started by all of the different races that you can visually see from our planet. Okay, they put DNA people on the planet all at the same time, different, vastly different, sort of like in their own image. Okay, and their own from their own DNA. That's why we have vastly different DNA on this planet. That would never happen in natural evolution. Not ever. I don't care what they say. And so, um, it, we are basically a representation of all of those different beings. And there is a hierarchy. It's just like Star Trek. There's like these rebels, and then we've got the ones that are like the Federation that like make sure everybody's doing what they're supposed to be doing, and 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 so on. And um, we the thing that's exciting, the reason why I wanted to come on tonight really and, and and share with you all is to help prepare you because now more than any other time we I we are so close and on the prep, precipice this teetering, teetering, teetering to having full open contact. I don't know if you all are looking out at the sky at nighttime, if it's clear. There is an extraordinary amount of sightings that are happening within the last several months. With this year, extraordinary. They're being very still. They're letting you get high-definition, you know, photographs and video. It, we are ramping up to disclosure. And how, I, I much, truly how, how, how much is guys like Elon Musk forcing their hand? <clears throat> Because he, he's shooting stuff up there. So is he going to keep the secrets that, uh, you know, the secret that if he goes whizzing by, uh, you know. Uh, oh, he already keeps the secrets. He actually talks about that there's extraterrestrials and I've stuff out there. I've heard the interview. Yeah, you're right. Um, <laughs> like everybody knows, but they don't want to tell the common person, right? They want to, they don't want to talk about it, but it's going to get to the point where you just can't anymore because there's some things going on on this planet right now. And if you want to call it the cabal or you want to call it the dark people, or you want to talk, just talk crazy, you know what I mean? Just craziness going on out there. Um, it's all indicative of, of, of a lot of things that are happening in the background right now that we're all going to be finding out once there is an open disclosure because some bad guys are being removed from the planet right now and it's like they are like kicking and screaming have you noticed the fires in the west have you noticed how perfectly spaced that they are right up the middle of the united states all the way over to the west it's as if it was intentional that's happening Absolutely, it's happening. There are, there is, it's it's like the bad guys that have had power for so long are so unwilling to try to let go of their grip of power. They're just ready to do anything, burn it down. <laughs> like the 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 um, queen isn't even in the palace anymore. They've removed the crests altogether. I think she's gotten on the ship and is trying to run. To be quite honest with you, she is so reptilian. It's not even funny. 
That's play nice. along, guys. I'm gonna. Uh, there's a. You know, the audience have been here with us through the technical difficulties earlier, and we we haven't uh, been able to ask some questions. I'm not. Oh yes, please. Right. Let's have questions. Yeah. So here's. I get the. And there's a cool thing about this. All right. So are they? potentially time travelers we've touched the et thing there's absolutely time travelers there's actually time traveler we have a whole our government has a whole section of time cops by the way people there's absolutely time travel um hitler went and screwed that up a long time ago and so um you know, for the record we're gonna do this this is i've got a plan one on an upcoming show tiffany we're bringing sierra on for an am ama ask me anything Yes, oh, that that would be so much it, yes. fun. So get, we'll stay tuned, Bill. We're going to make that happen. Just going to let the audience ask. Because there's so much information that I actually have that a lot of times we don't delve into in these interviews. And it seems to get stuck on the same thing. Because, And I get it. It's like, you know, I had that experience. It was really crazy. I ended up in NORAD. I saw a beaming technology, a day, dead alien. I saw a, a craft. And it's all in the movie. Please just listen to that. There's so much more to talk about. There's so much more. What was the question again? There was a question. It was ET or time travelers. Yes. Yeah, we, yeah I don't think she can sing this yet, but go ahead. Our government, I don't have my reading glasses on. My, our government has its own, a bunch of different sections. We've got like, it's just like the men in black, the ones who are supposed to be watching over and monitoring the different extraterrestrials that come and go from the planet. Um, there are time travel cops. There's people running around um, trying to clean up some different things. I don't know if you guys have noticed, but there's a lot of glitches in the Matrix lately. Have you noticed? Glitches on... uh, On Universal Secrets. On Universal (laughs) Secrets. All right, here's here's another one. Absolutely. Well, here's just... Okay, I'll get to the question here in a second, but there's a breaking down of something that's happening right now, and there's a messing up of something, like the Matrix is kind of folding in a way, which is really kind of crazy. We're not like a matrix. We're not plugged in like that. We're not going to wake up and subtube in some kind of liquid or anything like that. But I believe that there is some sort of like matrixy type thing that's going on on here, the planet. It's more like programming and different mm-hmm. things like that to keep people thinking and stuck in a certain way, not accessing your own extraordinary gifts and abilities. Not and there's some things, some pretty devious they, things they do, and it starts in school. That's a whole other topic. What's the question you have? How many, go down a rabbit hole. Yeah, how many ETs are are there living on Earth right now? Really? Right now, there are the Argathians that are in, in inner Earth. There's several different inner Earth beings that have actually been living. There's a section of our planet, and in in part, not the crust where all the caves and all of the crazy reptilian and bad people live, but um, down further. Uh, there is some sort of central sun. There's I've remote viewed it. I haven't been in there, um, but it's some pretty extraordinary things. But there's some, uh, from what I've understood, four to five different races on the inside of the planet. Now, on the surface of the planet, we have all forms of different reptilians that have been here messing up our whole timeline getting everything all thrown out of balance like it is right now. The ones wanting to war and hate and the lie, you know, haven't you noticed like that, like looking around to, I just am like, Oh, cause in my experience, honestly, regular people are really good people. Where did all these horrific people come crawling out of the shadows and so hateful? I don't get it. Anyway, 
it's all about this consciousness. It is about a blood. It is a bloodline. And so we've got reptilian bloodlines we've, that have interbred with people and have interbred into power. power. Then there are um, five different bases where there are EBEs, extraterrestrial biological entities, living on bases with our military. There's five different um, military bases right now with active... And from what I've heard, that they there have five or six different types of non non human beings living and working with them. Um, um, How do you get a lot of your information? Do you feel like a lot of yours is based on uh, downloads? This is actually experience. So either talking to the people who have the real know. But most of the stuff I've been speaking to you so far has come from first-hand experience. Gotcha. Um, I've actually met the Argathians. They brought me into the mountain in Taos. That was pretty cool. That was kind of crazy. So the inner earth Argathians, yes. You, yes. you met in her, in her response. It's pretty cool. It's so no, I, I've got a question. You know, I, I don't know if you ever read the book, The Descent. It, there was a, a two-part movie based loosely on it as well but we were talking about the homo hedalis the a, a civilization that was sort of cut off from upper earth is this those beings essentially no those guys are the ones stuck in the crust there's a lot of different kinds of beings and stuff like that in there um, the More ones that I'm talking about are like highly advanced. They've got high technology. They're highly evolved. They're very healthy. They're very... The ones that were more the Antarctic or Arctic circle beings that n- the Nazis were trying to interact with. Which ones? The Antarctica? Uh, yeah. Uh, um, there are no Argathians in Antarctica. Uh, Antarctica. There was when um, Hitler went down there, and that's how he actually finally found uh, technology and was able to break into time traveling. Is because mm-hmm. he found a barely surviving base of an extraterrestrial that was there and alive, and was able to give them a bunch of information. And then, but there's a bunch of different ones through Antarctica. There's a lot of different like bases and like in antarctica the thing about antarctica is is that it's um really really old and a bunch of stuff trapped in the ice and some of that stuff is still alive and some of that stuff is still working and that's the reason why there's a treaty from 1958 that well there's supposed to be a treaty that none of it can be made nothing they find in antarctica can be made to weaponize right well they totally ignored that um because humans because yeah, humans would like to yeah, yeah exactly like and all different reasons. Right. all right ladies we got just a couple of minutes i got a few questions i want to throw at you so some rapid fire uh play along uh, are we on the um are we on the brink of them overtly showing themselves yes they're overt, they're doing it right now great question they're overtly oh, right do. now doing it they're overtly showing themselves but here's the thing everything's very very tenuous right this is a planet where it's supposed to be free will the benevolent ones aren't so, trying not to mess with our evolution but there's been a lot of chaos and a lot of different things been going on by bad guys and so the good guys sent out a distress call then you've got like the solar wardens that came in since 2012 we started getting a bunch of ships in there's so many things that the International Space Station is trying to hide right now. There's a lot of different things that you can track. 
it's not just um so like go li- watch a live feed at international space station sometime just go on and youtube if you want to cut some time and just look for things that they've seen from the international space station um ships all in our galaxy right near and be- hiding behind the sun right now there's so much stuff there it is imminent it's imminent but because it's such a house of cards and we're supposed to have these governments and they don't want to have panic the governments were supposed to come out years ago and tell them that they were here they were Mm -hmm. demanded they were like told you're and you need like listen it's beyond far beyond now you're down in antarctica you're interacting with all this stuff now you're drilling down in the thing now you know about the inner earth people you're flying paint planes in there you know what i mean it's like you can't keep this from the people that long and so it's been mandatory for them to start rolling it out. But there is, if you have any kind of amateur, gosh, if you have a telescope, please just look in the night sky. My God. The other day I went out. <clears throat> I like to get up super early. Sometimes when I just naturally wake up at like three, four or five o'clock in the morning, I like to go and stand outside and watch the ships over me. I'm not even kidding. You can do it. If you got some clear skies, just go out. I have a great night vision that we watch through Ooh. constantly and we love it. Love it. All right. We are winding down. I got to wrap it up. Um, I got to ask last questions on the screen. What does Sierra think is in 30 seconds here, the reason for disclosure? There's so much more than what we have been told. There is a next step in the place that we are supposed to go as a as a species. And that's being held from us. There's a lot of interference in what we're supposed to be doing naturally as a species. I mentioned at the beginning of the program that uh, Andromeda, Syrian, Pleiadian, they all have their own DNA here on the planet. They wanted to see what would happen. It being subverted and things being taken away and free will being taken away, free choice being taken away. There is a bigger picture here. There is a reckoning that is about to happen. And it's not of the, of the average person. It is of the ones that have been in power abusing it. And so there's so many reasons why. We need to take the next step as a society, as a galactic society, and, and, and understand what's going on out there. Ooh, on that note, man, uh, we, we started, our momentum was picking up really good. Um, we, we're, we are, I'll reach out to you. Yeah, I will reach out to you, get you back on. We're going to do an AMA, just questions. That would be so much fun. Yeah, yeah. So Let's go down the rabbit hole together. Exactly, all of us. You are fantastic. You are the best guests. You're so informed and so vibrant. Thank you. Your energies, uh, it is refreshing to have someone on who has this internal knowledge and experience and is not thwarted by it and, and has the positivity to, to share with us and, and let us know that this isn't the end. It's just the beginning. It's just the beginning of some really cool stuff, guys. Hang on. Yep. It's really going to be fun. Speaking yeah. of hanging on, after we sign off, Sierra, stick around. We'll do a little post uh, chat. You but, got uh, it. Again, uh, Tiffany, her part during the first hour. Uh, Sierra during the second hour Bill co-hosting with me during the first hour this has been Universal Secrets everyone thanks for hanging out with us come back because this is the place we spill the secrets good night everybody peace out